Well, good morning, Hillside. I'm just reminded that, hey, we just got done with family camp. Some people are probably still kind of tired, and I pray everybody that was there at least took a couple showers since they were back. Hey, I'm going to invite you to stand. We have an, an exciting service this morning, and we're going to spend some time in praise and worship, and we're going to raise a hallelujah to the Lord. Amen? I raise a hallelujah in the presence of my enemy. I raise a hallelujah louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. I raise a hallelujah. Heaven comes to fight for me. Yeah. I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive. Sing a little louder. In the presence of my enemies. Sing a 
Oh 
You know, the thing that I love most about my Father in heaven is he doesn't do things halfway. He doesn't 100%. Now, sometimes I get in the way and it ends up halfway, but God never makes a marriage halfway. God doesn't heal halfway. God doesn't love halfway. We get all of God. So are you ready to get all of God? I am, because the goodness of God desires to overtake us. We love you, Lord.
Hey, this is exciting. It's Chi Alpha Sunday. I can tell you, well, it's College University Sunday. Uh, we have Chi Alpha Ministries, and we also have church ministry development and planting, and that's very, very exciting. I can just tell you in a nutshell before these guys come up that in our college days, my wife and I, that was about uh, 15 years ago. Okay, it was about 33 years ago. Anyway, uh, in our college days, in our college ministry time, we were a part of Chi Alpha Ministries. And uh, it was some very, very exciting days in our lives. And it's epic to see the work that God continues to do. And then with church planting and church development, it's just very, very exciting. So I'm going to invite uh, all of our missionary guests to come up from the University of Oregon, Steve Kramer from Oregon State University, Christian Anderson from the University of Hawaii and beyond, uh, Jamie Deweese. Will you give a warm hillside welcome as these guys make their way up here? We did our best to color code their microphones. There's red for, uh, there you go, the Vulcans, there we go. We got Chi Alpha, uh, Oregon, or University of Oregon in green right there. And, uh, oh, you get a blue microphone, Christian. I'm sorry, bro. Hey, but I wore orange and black, not because I'm an OSU guy, but because I didn't have any Portland State University stuff. And uh, who is not up here this morning is Vic and Kathy Veris really pioneers of Chi Alpha Ministries at Portland State University. Uh, just a very short while ago, Vic had a five bypass surgery on his heart, and he is in recovery mode. He sends his greetings. He's sorry he can't be with us, but doctor's orders, he has to lay in a hammock about eight hours a day. So 
So we're praying for their recovery and the ministry at Portland State. If you're a Viking, let's just hear it out there for Portland State Vikings. Come on. Lots of Vikings here. All right. Well, so we figured, uh, Matt and I, we were talking and we were trying to think of ways to do this, the best way to do this, this morning. And so I think what we're going to do is just start by you guys introducing your families, and then we'll come full circle and hear a little bit about the ministry, maybe some history. So let's start with families. Jamie, let's give it to you first. Okay. Thankfully, all, my whole family is with me today. Unfortunately, not all of them are in here with us. My three youngest children are back in the kids' area. But my oldest son, Haven's here with me, with us. Whoop, whoop. And then my wife of almost 16 years, Alicia, Hello. is here too. So can you wave at everybody? You can stand even. You go ahead and stand. Okay, okay. Yeah. My son loves being put on the spot. Come on. <laughs> Steve. Good morning, HCF. Is this on? Yeah, okay, but we're My wife is here today. I'm Steve Kramer. I have a lot of voice. I get That's awesome. Okay. So, guys, why don't we do this? Let's just have, starting with Jamie, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the Missionary Church Planners and Development. And you had a Chi Alpha beginning, and you were down at Oregon State, and then you came to Clackamas Community College, had a great ministry there, and now the Lord has called you and your family to the great state of Hawaii, in which we're going to be taking a trip to Hawaii, a mission trip to Hawaii, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about what the Lord has you guys doing right now. You guys have been a long time. We've supported you as a church. Tell us what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, first and foremost, thank you, Pastor, and this church for your generosity over the years, uh, investing in us. We have been in a few different places. Um, and this last change, uh, I don't know how most of you are, but for me, I, I don't necessarily love change. I, I, I resist it. And, and it one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when uh, Jesus is at a lake teaching, uh, uh, Peter and there were a couple other fishermen. They had fished all night. They hadn't caught anything. They were washing their nets. They were actually done for the night. And Jesus tells them to go back out into the uh, lake, throw their nets back out. And, and Peter says to Jesus, Master, we've toiled all night or we've worked hard all night and we haven't caught anything. Um, so, you know, you finish there and he's saying, what you're asking of me, I don't necessarily want to do. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily sound like a great idea. And but he says, but because you say so, and he goes back out, throws his nets in, and he catches a bunch of fish. But my point in the story is, when God put Hawaii in front of us, I didn't want to go to Hawaii. I had been there once for a honeymoon, had a great time, but I didn't want to live there. <laughs> but, um, but thankfully, you know, God was persistent. We had a yes in our heart. We went, and we've been there just about 10 months now. And so it's, it's been awesome. But it's been a learning experience. We didn't know anybody there. Uh, it was So we're just building relationships, just one step at a time. And sometimes you feel like, you know, maybe you've gained a little ground here, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, man. I, 
you know, they're, they're not really, they're either done with school. Actually, when we moved there, several of our, my initial connections all graduated. Like that first, um, they're on semesters, there are terms there. So they graduated, and so none of them were in college anymore. And so it kind of just killed some of that initial momentum. But that's one of the things that can happen with university ministry. But we've been able to build relationships in our church. We've started a young adult ministry uh, once a month through our church. We do, um, I meet with kids, at some kids, students at Starbucks once a week. That's a lot of fun. Come on. And, um, and then, of course, we have a Bible study every week on campus. And that's been a slow going thing, but it's been a good thing. God slowly seems to be opening some doors with university ministry or with um, athlete, athlete ministry, which has been Come awesome on. because when I was at Clackamas, that was one of the highlights here. God opened up some awesome doors here at, the, at Clackamas Community College with a wrestling team. A basketball team, baseball team, and so I miss that. So I'm believing that those doors are going to open at the campus I'm on now. So I only have one story of the University of Hawaii. My senior year in high school, our whole football team went over and played Castle High School in the stadium there at University of Hawaii. It was epic, and uh, we won 28-0. That was a great, uh, great start of a season for us. Go Vikings. Okay, anyway, Steve, tell us about the ministry, Chi Alpha, at University of Oregon. George is my alma mater. I went there from 92 to 96, and uh, I was a pastor's kid. Somebody got a pastor's kid, went down there, and just got my world rocked because how many know that it's not a Bible college? <laughs> 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 One of my heroes of the faith is Ed Barris, who couldn't be here today, as you know, but uh, it was really instrumental getting me involved in Chi Alpha down there. And uh, that led to, man, you know, one thing we always say is reach the university, impact the world. And so out of that, I, I was a sportscaster, TV journalist, and God called me to missions. We went to the Netherlands, as you know, many of you do it, so we were missionaries in the Netherlands. And then brought us back to Pioneer Chi Alpha at the University of Oregon. One thing I realized was that in your 40s, so with two little kids, it's different to pioneer a campus ministry than the other guy like Christian over here. So uh, five years ago, a little over five years ago, I was sitting in a Starbucks, which they should sponsor us today. That's, that's I guess, where we go with the anointing is. But we were in a Starbucks, and to be honest with you, I was scared. I mean, we had planned churches in Europe and things, but I was in Eugene, and we didn't know anybody students, and here we have to kick off the campus ministry, and uh, your pastor over here, Pastor Dave, came in with five guys, man, energetic, spiritual guys, came in and they said, we're here to help you, Come on. your campus ministry at the University of Oregon, and I can't say enough uh, thanks for this church and your investment, uh, driving four hours round trip every week to just give us friendship, partnership, giftings that we didn't have. And uh, now, I'm just happy to report that uh, five years later, about a month ago, we had a, a baptism on the Lambert River, 40 students. Come on. And we're seeing just great things happen. And, and it all, I consider the genesis of it to be right out of this body. So thank you so much. Praise God. Thank you, Steve. Christian, tell us a little bit about the ministry at Oregon State University and you and your family's work there. Basically, Southern Canada. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, so we met there okay. in the dorms, and, uh, and we got disciple in Chi Alpha, and we served. Uh, I pioneered campus ministry 
uh, community college in Mount Vernon, Washington, as a part of that ministry up there. And then I was there for 10 years. And after 10 years, we got the invitation to come and re-pioneer at Oregon State University. Uh, the previous director just had a lot of family uh, issues, and um, the ministry was kind of in bad shape. So, we, uh, so she said, hey, we got to take a step back and let somebody else come in and re-pioneer this. And so, so we've been there for one year now. And um, man, it is fun. It is fun and exciting. Corvallis is way cooler than Eugene. Thank you, Christian. So let's, uh, let's ask a question. Now, Jamie, you are part of the Church Multiplication Network and missionary doing church planters and developers. Our fellowship is part of the Church uh, Multiplication Network as well. We are planting churches. That's our vision. It's our goal. 
what are some of the challenges that you might be facing right now or what are some of the victories and maybe if you had an example of one or other do you, is that something that you could share great uh, so one of the challenges has been um, like I said earlier you know I had some initial connections through our church that those people all graduated um, but I would say the other thing is this um, I had a the athletic director I met with him, and he, and he actually is not from Hawaii, but he's been there now a number of years. And he told me one of the things that's very you know, important that you need to realize is that people that are from Hawaii, um, they are, they're in their thoughts that you're not going to be here long. Because um, that's what they see a lot of times from people that come from the mainland. They're not there long. Uh, and so that there's a little bit of a hesitation to get really relationally connected yeah, right. or to even open doors relationally for you to their sphere of influence and all that because this person's not going to be around or right. real, really committed to this relationship. So I've realized that um, the, the, my relationship building is just going to take time yeah. and I just have to really just plug in and be consistent. And, and he said also there's something significant that happens when people from the island begin to introduce you to their oh, nice. network of friends nice. versus himself, which is he's, you know, Caucasian guy, you yeah, know, so yeah. he could introduce me to people, which is fine, but there's something, a whole nother level of influence that happens when somebody from the island and, you know, Introduce. really introduces you to their uh, French, you know, friends and family and all that. Exactly. Thankfully on the flip side, we have experienced some real favor from God uh, with, we have some neighbors that uh, are from the island that they have, you know, invited us to their um, New Year's party and their family and meals and birthday party with their family. And it, it has been a God thing. It was really cool. Just, be, just before we left to come here uh, to Oregon, the, our neighbor and my wife had a luncheon, to, a lunch together. And they had a great time. And about the last few minutes of their conversation, they started talking about uh, their relationship, my wife and God. And this gal was raised in church, but she's not um, real committed to the Lord. But when they started talking about the Bible, my wife just started sharing some things. She just felt like God was just working through her, you know. And, and so that was cool. But then this gal says, like, would you, like, like study the Bible with me? Come on. And my wife's like, well, absolutely. So when we get back, they're supposed to start studying the scriptures together. And so that's a cool win. Praise God. And I guess one other thing that's really cool is from Washington, there's a kid on the basketball team, uh, and this will be his senior year, and um, he started coming to our Bible studies this year, and nice. he actually went to his coach and said, hey, because um, the coach and I have met, and he invited me to be part of like, hey, could we have Jamie be, do like pre-service prayer, or not pre-service, pre-game prayer, you know, kind of like chapel service Come stuff. Come on. Well, this was already like three quarters of the way into the season. So the coach said, not this year because we've already got our rhythm down, but let's revisit this next year. So I'm just, ex I'm believing Come that on. he's going to be, you know, a doorway into the basketball team, which is exciting for me. That's epic. And um, so that's the story. And yeah, God's been doing cool things. On Easter, I got to baptize 20 students, or not students, but 20 people at our church service. Come which on. is a phenomenal thing. We're Come part on. of a great church there, so that's a win. Praise God. Yeah, so it's been cool. Epic. Okay, so real quickly, uh, you made me think of two things. Number one, just frame of reference. So the Hawaiian culture in that frame of reference. John chapter 9, remember the disciples asked the question, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was 
born blind. The disciples had a frame of reference that they were approaching people and identifying people in a position by their frame of reference. And so that can be a challenge to overcome. And so we're going to be praying with you that that whole cultural piece that God would open up doors. And secondly, you heard that as a prayer request. The basketball team, university basketball team, lots of opportunity to have influence, pre-service prayer stuff. Please write that down. Be praying for the Dewey's family in relationship to that. Those doors continue to open. Steve, same kind of a story. Challenges and or victories and a story. Go for it. Yeah, wow, boy. You know, it's incredible what things grow so fast. You're always looking for more leaders. And we're in a really exciting season at University of Oregon Alpha. Just this last month, we found uh, a couple that we recruited from a Christian University of Washington joined us a couple years ago. And we are in the process of transitioning to be the new directors of Alpha at the University of Oregon. And the Lord's opened the doors for my wife and I. Uh, many of you may have heard my story. I was born with cerebral palsy, never supposed to walk. My life's really miraculous story. We've been invited to serve with something called CityServe, which is a national or international platform where I'll get to share my story in schools, universities, uh, athletic departments, kind of on a national level. And the goal is to equip the local church to reach their communities through acts of compassion, uh, specifically in our area of focus, you know, the special needs community and their families, and uh, really an underserved uh, mission field. We'll continue to be involved with the University of Oregon Chi Alpha, but you know, as missionaries, one thing we learned in the Netherlands is uh, we, we really believe in raising up the indigenous people, and in this case, you know, it's a couple from the Northwest, so it's a little different, but handing off to the next generation, and really uh, raising up, and they'll, be, they'll do greater and better things, and I'm sure you'll meet uh, Jacob Rachel in the future, but we're just excited, I think, as far as challenges, you know, uh, I was telling my wife, it's a little bit like drinking from a fire hydrant. There's just so many opportunities. It's like, hey, reach all the special needs people in the world and bring hope to everybody that you need. You know, it's like, where do you start? You know, it's a <laughs> massive task, but so, so much opportunity. And that's kind of been my life mission, bringing uh, hope to impossible situations. Come on. Everywhere we've gone from the red light district to Eugene, uh, you know, now going forward, we believe that God is able to do more than we could ever ask or imagine. Can I just encourage you today that, you know, a guy who can, can't really get up here without the assistance of my wife, you know, you think, man, you can't even get on stage. What can you do for, for, for the kingdom? When we are filled with the resurrection power of Christ, Come on. we can see everyone in this room has more physical right. ability probably than I do. Come on. And yet, how much do you allow the resurrection power of Christ to flow through you and touch your community? And I'm uh, so thankful for this this church and pastor that believes that. And uh, even referenced that earlier, right verse, Ephesians 3.20. God is able to do it. Come on, come on. More than we ask or imagine. So it's not, about, it's not about your ability. It's not about your weakness. It's about him. That's right. That's right. Praise God. Let me just say this too real quickly, Steve. A uh, couple thoughts. Number one, Ephesians. I have a saying that I say to our team all the time. Our imagination will be our limitation. Because he says he can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. So I, you can borrow that, brother. You can, you can tweet that. I said it first. All right. Anyway, uh, then uh, I, this is just super cool. You referenced City Serve. We're a fellowship that is about community service. We are engaged in so many spaces and places in serving our community. And that's our church was planted 
by us with that very intent that we are going to serve the community. And so thank you for having a heart to serve in the many capacities that we serve. We want to be engaged with CityServe. I'm thrilled. You said, you know, with so many, where do you start? Are you ready for this? The, uh, the little uh, radar screen zeroed him in on Bakersfield, California. That's what I'm talking about. And I got a history with Bakersfield. Jeanette, I want you to know that I've already invited Steve and Julie and the kids to meet me at Mossman's in Bakersfield next Memorial Day so we can go have some good food. Anyway, some history right here with the Mossman family. Then I'm going to Hawaii. <laughs> and then I'm going to Corvallis. Yay. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Okay. Uh, oh, and real quickly, Jake and Rachel would have been with us. I talked to Jake earlier in the week, and uh, he says, uh, you know, Pastor, can I just tell you, it's going to be a little bit difficult for us. We have a wedding down in Grants Pass at 4 o'clock on Saturday. And I said, well, that's not too bad of a commute. You know, after the uh, shindig of the wedding and all the festivities, just hop in your car and drive back home. No, I said, no, you guys stay down there and enjoy. So you'll get a chance to meet Jake and Rachel and the work there. So Christian, tell us uh, challenges. You've been there a year. Challenges, victories. You shared one victory story. Uh, how can we be praying with you and for you? Yeah. 
place and like you see that board and you're just like overwhelmed by the choices. Yeah. So I did a talk on sexuality at the last talk uh, at the last campus I was at. And in preparation for that class, I went to a dating website and they had three questions. The third question was, are you willing to pay for this? Uh, the first question was, um, what is your gender? And this is years ago. And there were seven options. And one of them was other. And they said, choose up to three. Wow. The, the second choice was, what's your sexual orientation? There were 26 options. One that was said other. And they said, choose up to five. I don't know if you guys remember what middle school was like. But nobody gets you in middle school. You're so alone. You're like, man, I don't seem to fit with any of the other kids. And so these kids in middle school today, middle school, high school, they're going to the gatekeepers of adulthood, the teachers, the television, and they're saying to them, man, I don't know, I just don't seem to fit in. When I was a kid, they said, you're fine. You know, you'll, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out what your manhood is. You'll figure out how you're a man. You know, you'll, you'll form into manhood. Um, you form into womanhood, you know. Today, they're like, well, here, let me do this. I've got, I've got a list. I've got 26 options for you. Wow. Which one of these do you feel like fit you the best? Wow. Mm -hmm. And the amount of pressure and anxiety. You, you know what that feels like when you're at the, the food thing. The Starbucks, you have to decaffeinate people. But when it's your life, yeah. and you're 14 years old, they're asking what, what pronoun do you want to go by? Right. Yeah. How do you want to find yourself? These kids are growing up with a huge amount of That's right. And so that's the kind of truth that these students need. But it's the, one of the challenges is how do I where where do I start? Where's the starting point? It's just so. That's a that's a very real issue everywhere you go now and everywhere we go. And um, the beauty is the Word of God has the absolutes, and it's what we measure things to. The beauty also, just this is, here's some encouragement for the three of you in your ministries, right? I've heard Starbucks a number of times. Uh, uh, here, here, here's, a, here's a great way to avoid the board with how many different coffee options there are. When you go to Denny's, you have two options. <laughs> you have regular and you have decaf. <laughs> and so just start having meetings over at Denny's and you'll, you'll be able to bring it full circle and say, look, there's only two options, right? So there you go. Pastor Matt. Well, my uh, first Starbucks. 
this is trip with my dad was getting luggage, so I was able to order as an 11 year old by myself. Uh, I ordered eight shots uh, and some mocha <laughs> with extra whipped cream. it 35 seconds. And uh, that airplane ride from Frankfurt to Vienna was gnarly. Uh, okay, that being said, it was gnarly, let me tell you. <laughs>
very intentional about outreach and doing an outreach table. And then kind of my role lately has just been trying to break into areas that we never broke into before. So thankfully I was able to connect with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at the University of Oregon. You know, the University of Nike is very difficult. It's literally <laughs> a cross on the door down there and bang on the door until somebody wants in. But I get in and uh, meet with athletes and several connections that we've never had before. And the FCA down there has been great. They said, we want High Alpha to become the discipleship arm of FCA and athletes down there. So it's a access to invite them. Another relationship that continues. Uh, we have the Pac-12 long jumper of the year that uh, started coming into High Alpha. So God's beginning to make inroads into these other areas. Of course, we'd love to reach. You can't reach a gene unless you're, you know, you're completely unless you're reaching like frat row and, you know, animal house, all that crazy stuff. And so uh, it's, a, it's a crazy scene down there. We went to the farmer's market. We've been to the farmer's market in Eugene. And, and my kids were wanting to buy things that if they bought it, I'd probably lose my credentials as a minister. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so we had some awkward conversations, but uh, God's really moving down there. Universe Ordinance. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. And there. I got a dead battery. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's working, it's working. Okay, so uh, on our campus, uh, it, it is unique in that it's, there's, it's a pretty high Asian population, um, which I didn't necessarily have a lot of interaction uh, in my past uh, with an Asian population, but there also is a Hawaiian, uh, Islander, um, Chinese and Japanese. Well, which is Asian, of course, but then um, there's Caucasian. But I would say for me, when we started, we, the school had already, was already in session when we got there just about 10 months ago. So we didn't have some of that initial tabling experience that sometimes you can connect with people. Um, so I've just been, one of the things I feel like is important um, in life is just being present. So just being there, people starting to recognize you um, that was one of the things at Clackamas, and by the way, I recognize you from Clackamas, um, is that you, you, they don't know who you are necessarily. You're a teacher. You, who are you? Um, but but you, be, you, you looking uh, like a familiar face starts to help with credibility. And, oh, I've noticed you around. And just being around, going to basketball games and supporting the teams and, um, and just so just being present. So that's one of the things I feel like is one of the main things I do. Get on campus, eat up there, read up there, uh, study, um, meet with people up there, and just be visible. And so that's one of the things we've been doing. So I, you know, I try to have some strategic walks to be able to meet with people and try to have, like I say, actual meetings on the campus. Like I said, we do a Bible study once a week up there um, in the lunchroom. One of the things, uh, you know, when I was at Clackamas that I started was, you know, I used to have Bible studies kind of in a rented room, not a rented room, but like a classroom or something. But I started doing our gatherings where they were visible, where other people could see us meeting so that it would be easy for them to connect. Because while I was at Clackamas, actually several of our connections happened when people overheard us talking about the Bible or praying. And so I try to continue that here on this campus. Um, but it, it's been a learning experience. I've been trying to observe, you know. Um, just how people are interacting and, and just try to allow God to open doors for me. And as he opens doors, just walk through them and, and be a friend. 
and just be a friend. So um, that might be, hey, can I eat lunch with you today? You know, and from that, start asking questions. Get nosy. That's, good. that's a minute. That's, I think, one of the giftings of the spirit. Nosiness. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing. That's good. That's good. Well, you just heard James say it, man, so I want to encourage everyone uh, to be nosy, uh, especially with these guys and their families, uh, because directly following service, uh, we're going to be having a barbecue, and everyone's invited. Uh, and if you are a, a college student, uh, maybe you're a high school student, maybe you're the parent of a college student or a parent of a high school student, uh, and you want to know how you can better connect uh, and interact with your campuses, uh, teach your kids, uh, how to interact uh, at their campuses, maybe start a campus uh, missions uh, outreach there at their campus, uh, please come and talk to these guys uh, and their families at the barbecue, bombard them, be nosy, exercise that gift of the spirit, uh, and, and get some great information because uh, there are wealth of knowledge. Uh, and so within like a minute or so, I want each of you guys just to give one key um, tool uh, on, on how to be involved if you're a student on campus, what to look for, uh, where to look, and, and how to be involved. Uh, so we'll start with teaching. So if, say one if you're a student, how to get involved with like a campus group. Yep, yeah. You're gonna have to take some initiative because uh, you may not get invited, hopefully you do, but, but I know for a lot of students that are coming right out of high school, it can be a little scary, maybe not knowing many people, but I just encourage you to take that step of courage and faith and say, you know what, I'm going to, see, I see a little poster that somebody's meeting on Tuesdays at noon or whatever, and I'm just going to show up. Uh, and sometimes you feel pressure because your parents want you to do it or all these things. Do it for you. Yeah. Do it for you. And, and it's likely you'll meet some people that you potentially could be friends with the rest of your life. You might even meet your wife there or your you know, your, your, your spouse, whichever, you know. So uh, it's important to just be bold and step out and, and make connections. Yeah, I would say definitely initiative. And, um, you know, because, yeah, as pastor, it might seem like I'm exaggerating, but it's really true that if you don't connect, I believe even before you arrive on campus, that your college experience is going to be completely different. Maybe for me, I mean, I had a strong faith going in, and I got so lonely a year and a half into my dorm life. Uh, I remember listening to this is a this is a dated reference, but Keith Green, anybody any Keith Green? Come on, come on. And just crying tears on my Bible, and being the only one in my dorm, you know, trying to live for the Lord. And I came home my sophomore year, and I, I actually it's a funny story, but I transferred to Northwest College because I I just had to get out of Eugene, and because I wasn't connected. And then my junior year, there was a knock on the door. I, God sent me back to you about because I want to be a sportscaster. And uh, there was a knock on my door, and a guy and knocked on me, and he said, hey, have you ever been inside? And he started meeting with me every week. And even though I grew up in the church, my dad was a pastor, I didn't have that relational connection. And so please, please, please connect before you come. And uh, if you're coming to your resort, if you're coming to Oregon State, or even there, or Hawaii, no, I want to go to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it all over. Yeah, 
think what these guys said, so I mean, these are probably the first things I would have said. Um, but one thing um, that, that the pastor said, uh, what, what's, what's your name again? Dennis. Dennis, one thing Pastor Dennis said about God is, you know, God always gives us all of it. Yeah, come on. That's good. And that's true wherever you go. If you're on campus, wherever, God always gives you everything. Amen. Yeah. And um, as we get older, we go to college, and you don't have your mom like your dad saying, hey, you get to youth group, or you're going to church today. It's our chance to give all of ourselves Come on. to God. Yeah. And, um, and the truth is, is like, there's always this thinking like, well, I got a hard quarter, I got a hard week, uh, next week. And you know, that's the same thinking people do when they graduate from college, when they have a job. It doesn't matter, you know, it sounds like a transitional season. But however serious you take your faith in college is how serious you can take your faith it's good. after college. It's good. It's good. So this is your chance. This is your time to like go out and say, I'm going to get everything to God. And the more you give to Him, the more you're going to be on the right, the righteous path. The more blessings that the Lord is just going to grow in your heart, the more love you're going to have for people, your life's going to be fully different and you just get everything to Christ. So. As they're making their way, they're going to have to wait a minute because we're going to pray with these guys and pray for these guys. Uh, one, two things I wanted to say, and one is a little preachy, so it's going to take me a minute to do it. But I want to capitalize on the connection piece with students. Now, when I got to Portland State University back in 1983, uh, I had known the Lord for about 11 months. And the significant connection that happened by meeting another football player that loved Jesus. From that relationship, I was introduced to Al Egg, who was the chaplain for the Portland Trailblazers and started attending an FCA group. It was in that group that I was introduced to three more brothers who knew Jesus. And from that formed relationships to this day we're engaged in. And two of those guys are in full-time ministry besides myself. And it's amazing what God did because we took the initiative and we got engaged. We, we saw back in those two and a half years a genuine revival occur at Portland State University. Hundreds of people coming to Jesus. I can remember in, in Smith Center at Portland State, Dennis, you remember Smith Center, right? At, Matt, you remember Smith Center, right? Uh, John, you remember? Smith Center, it's where everybody eats. And Every faith you can imagine would set tables up in the hallway. So we decided it would be best for us to occupy as many of those tables as possible during those lunch hours. So we would go stand and we would ask theological questions to each one of them. And what it did for us is we began to grow in our faith because they would counter us with questions. And if we didn't have answers, we'd have to go find out what the answer was. And it caused us to be grounded in knowing why we believe what we believe. And every single believer in Jesus here today, we need to know why we believe what we believe. And we need to be able to locate it in the word of God. So it foundationally established in us 
the heartbeat of studying the Word of God, to become a student of God's Word. And so for every young person who's here looking towards, no matter, no matter what grade you're in, your school is your missionary campus. It's your, it's your missionary field. And so from, from elementary grades to middle school to high school, that is your mission field. And as parents, grandparents, wherever we are on that spectrum above the school age, that's our opportunity to be praying for our missionaries in this church. Can I get an amen? We need to be praying for the young people because they're going into a secular environment, as Christian was talking about, where fluidity seems to be the buzzword of the day. Well, we don't want kids coming out with fluidity of faith. We want our kids going in with the rock-solid truth of Jesus Christ and the foundation of the absolutes contained within God's word. And so as parents, I could not say this strong enough and hard enough, read God's word to your children every single day. Read God's word to your children every single day. Can I get a heartier amen? Every single day. So that they're built on, their identity is rooted in who Jesus says they are. Amen? Amen. Well, let's take a moment. Let's pray for and with. And, well, the second thing I guess I wanted to say. Some of you are graduates from Oregon State University. Some of you, <laughs> boo. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Some of you are graduates from U of O. Some of you are connected with, or maybe you graduated from University of Hawaii, or maybe you have a intersection in your life with that college or maybe in church planting and developing church planters. That's just a heartbeat for you. And the Dewey's family could just be your radar screen, your, your mission, Airy, and you want to support one of these or one of these works because it could be Jake and Rachel down at U of O. And you just say, I want to be engaged with these individuals. We, as a church, will support and continue to support these ministries on campus. Amen? Amen. We want to adopt them in our prayer list, put their pictures on their refrigerator, and pray, pray, pray. Every time you go for food, for some of us, that might be a lot more prayer. But at any rate, then in addition to that, you could support these folks individually. And we strongly encourage it. We endorse every one of these missionaries, and we endorse the ministries that they are about. And we want to encourage you, every single person here, take your index finger on your left hand and point it at your chest. Say, me, me. Every one of us is called to be obedient to the word of God. And Matthew prayed earlier about our giving and our generosity. We teach biblical giving. Biblical generosity, there are at least three ways to engage in your stewardship. Number one, 10%, it belongs to God. If you're not giving the 10% to God, then you're robbing God. Can I get a hearty amen? amen. It's an owie amen for some, but it's the truth, right? I, so I heard a minister recently tell, some, tell his congregation, he said, some of you are driving around in stolen cars. Because <laughs> your tithe is your car payment. And I thought... Ow, but that's real. So engage in tithing. Secondly, the offerings. There is money set aside on a weekly basis for the furtherance of the gospel. We should all be engaged in that. Can I get a hearty amen? amen. It doesn't matter if it's $1, $100, $100,000. Can I get an amen from one of these guys? 
whatever it is, you should be setting that aside and purposefully engaging in missionary work. And then thirdly, we encourage alms and so that we can meet needs within our own fellowship and outside in the community. So with that, we encourage you, ask them individually, how can I support you personally through prayer? How can I support you personally in finances? They'll have ways for you to engage. And then you can connect on an individual basis with them. Support them, love them, send them text messages, send them emails, all good ones and positive things. Not like, hey, you should be blah, blah. No, anyway, all that being said, uh, let's pray and ask God's blessing on them and their families. Will you stand with me? And then Pastor Dennis is going to lead us in a closing song and we'll be released to the barbecue. And I'll give Abigail a little more room here because she's feeling encroached. <laughs> let's pray. Father, we love you and we worship you. What a great day. What a great group of missionaries. And Lord, we are so thrilled that they said yes to the call of God. They, it was like they overheard that conversation that we see in Isaiah chapter 6. Whom shall we send and who will go for us? And these have said, here am I, send me. And their families, here are we, send us. And so, Lord, we are asking your blessing and your anointing. We're asking, God, your supply and your provision in their lives. I know Steve and Julie and their family, their ministry is changing and they're shifting down with CityServe down in, in Bakersfield, California. And, Lord, we're just praying that you would go before them and make rough places smooth. And, Lord, that you would supply and provide their every need. That, Lord, we would stay connected. We would, be, we, we would perhaps be pioneering CityServe right here and be engaged in that. We're praying for Jamie and his wife and the family, Lord, as they make their way back to Hawaii. Lord, we pray that out of the ministry there on the campus and out of the ministry in their church and the young adults, that, Lord, you'd raise up more church planters in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, young men and women who will engage in their local church and inspire their churches even to be about church planting. And, Father, we pray for Christian and his wife and their family, and we are asking at Oregon State University, God, that you would anoint and bless the work there. Bless them, and Lord, as they settle in this first year under their belts, God, will you open doors that no man can shut and shut doors that no man can open. Lord, will you grant favor, favor. Like we said earlier in, in just that idea of uh, Cyrus, you, you called Cyrus your anointed. Lord, you called these your anointed. Will you take them by the hands? Lead them before the nations. Will you cut through the bars of iron and the gates of bronze? Will you open double doors before them and grant them treasures, riches stored in secret places? God, for your glory and for your namesake, may they know that it is you who calls them by name and that has directed their footsteps. So, Lord, will you bless, anoint, and equip, supply, and provide, Lord. We pray a special prayer for Vic and Kathy Varis and their family. We ask God for the work at Portland State University that that work would continue and that God you'd bring healing in Vic's family and in his own physical body, Lord. And so we give you thanks. We ask your blessings in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said a strong amen. Amen. Pastor Dennis and the team is going to lead us in the song. He'll close us with a prayer for the food as well as for benediction. And then we're just going to make our way, guys, straight up to the outdoor playground area for the kids. Pick your children up and then uh, make your way up to the barbecue. It's BYOC, bring your own chair. So if you just grab one of the folding chairs that you're with, you can navigate up there and you'll have a place to sit. If you don't take your own chair, take someone else's chair when you get up there. No, don't do that. Anyway, Pastor Dennis.
state in Hawaii, God, and would spread. It would be an impact across our country. We ask that in Jesus' name. And Lord, we just thank you too that you be with us during this fellowship time as we have over barbecue. We give you thanks today in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Have fun out there.